This is HPR episode 2430 entitled, Scanning Books. It is hosted by Ken Fallen and is about 12 minutes long, and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, Ken explains how and why he is scanning school books. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to Archive.org forward slash donate. Hi everybody, my name is Ken Fallon and you're listening to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. Today I want to talk to you about scanning school books and how I do it. Um, some of you, uh, if you have children, you're, they probably have school books. Uh, physical books are much preferred for education system over PDFs, in my opinion, or e-book. The simple uh, reason for this is if you're doing something like geography and you want to refer to a map or something, you have the map on one page and the book over and refer to the questions and go back and forward continually from the word lists at the back, or translations at the front or whatever. So physical school books are a thing. There's a reason they've been so successful and they continue to be. That said... Um, you don't particularly want your uh, child to be lugging home all the books um, every day and photocopying certain pages is a bit of a... Um, my daughter's school, they have rented the books. Uh, by the way, in the Netherlands, uh, the children get the books for free as well as for free. So uh, the school books are provided by the school themselves. Um, but they will, uh, in my daughter's school, they rent the books from the book pub. And then they have to pay a 50 euro deposit. And if the books are in condition, they get the deposit back. Um, they also have a option where if you're a customer with them, you can rent another for 50 euros. You can rent a complete set of the books for home use um, so that you don't need to be lugging your books uh, to school and back the whole time. And that's also very useful. And that's with her. Uh, for my son, they have bought the books outright. A commune of schools or a co-op of schools have bought all the books outright. So therefore, we can't avail of the rent second uh, rent system. So what I've decided to do is scan all the books. The books themselves, if you're to buy them, are quite expensive. They're about uh, between 70 and 150 euros per book. Um, so it is fairly hefty. So uh, what, uh, what to do, what to do? And the answer, of course, is scan the books to... Um, as you will know, I have a printer scanner. Uh, I've already done an episode on this on the Continuous Ink Supply System. And it is a Brother MFC J59100W. And that has a scanning option. As part of that, it comes with some um, tools that allow you to scan over the network. Scan image. And you can use the device name brother 4 inet one dev one in my case however those tools as i found out are only available on i think they're proprietary and i think they're only available 
on Intel platforms. So I actually scanned them through Pi, but that was not an option that I had. Now, one thing I could do is connect to Raspberry Pi directly and then scan it uh, over USB into the Raspberry Pi and have the Raspberry. So if you if you're going to do that, that's a definite option, and then scan image will work. This isn't really a technical show as such because it's more um, this is what I've done. There are a lot of manual steps involved in this process, a lot more than I'd like, um, mostly due to the book publishers insisting on using non-standard formats for the shape of their books. Why all the books can't be A4 or similar? Actually, everything should be. After you've done transferring to from uh, Fahrenheit to Celsius, you might want to transfer to the A standardized ISO A4 A380 um, papering system. But anyway, let the flame wars begin. So um, what I'm doing here is um, I'm setting up a variable. This is a bash script that basically runs an infinite. And I set the image path. And then I pick the file name of the image path for on the date command, where I specify the date to be saved as plus percent. Well, it's the ISO 861 date, which is year, month, day. Well, underscore is nice. Uh, H, hours, minutes, second. And... Um, that gives me a unit. Then I run the scan image program, which is default with the same pack. Um, and I select the device and I set the resolution to be 300 dpi. For other things, I use 600 dpi, but that's interpolated. So it's just higher resolution cost guesstimate. And then dash dash format equals JPEG. I'll put to a file name. And then I open um, Gwenview uh, with the file name so I can preview the file if it's not a good take, then I delete it within and otherwise then loop back, continue the process of scanning page. Now, on other books that were A4 format, I could just simply sit here next to the uh, scanner with a Bluetooth keyboard and press enter, turn the page, press enter, turn the page, press the enter and watch the screen. But in this case, I've had to, because it doesn't actually totally fit onto the scanner sometimes it's let i need to bring it in a little bit on the left a little bit on the right i've had to add the gwenview option and that is the standard kde image display tool to uh, see my image left or right so once i have all that done what i do is i go in and find a representative page that i want to crop down so i will all my images um will be saved with a date timestamp. They will all be in order starting when I began scanning the book from the first page to the end book. And it doesn't really matter what the what the timestamps are. It's just important that they're in sequence. And when you're scanning books, it will be, um, you'll be scanning the first page will be uh, the right way around. The second page will be upside down. The next one will be right way around. The next one will be. When you open up all the images, there will always be an area of the flap of the flatbed scanner that is excessive so it'll be a, a gray bar at the bottom to get rid of so the idea is the first thing once you've finished all your scans is make a, a backup of the scans that you have and then um highlight one of the images uh save it somewhere else and then crop it uh, getting rid of that black bar the side then you can use so that is the area that you're interested in of the image. Now, if you're scanning using Xsane or something like that, that gives you the option per book, uh, per scan, to identify the area. To be honest, I wanted to just keep it a little bit more generic, and it's actually trivial to post-process the whole thing rather than scanning and then 
uh, accidentally truncating the last two millimeters of the page, some critical word or something. I scan the whole flatbed. Uh, it's just a lot simpler. So then I use GM Identify. Now GM is what's called graphics magic. So image magic. I heard this on the Tux Jam uh, that image magic was and not been maintained and that graphics was its plug-in replacement well lo and behold i already have graphics magic uh, available to me and i was blown away it's a lot easier to use you type gm and then um, press enter and you get some help so gm space identify will identify the image which was previously identify in image magic all the tools had different names and you had no idea how which one to call but with graphic magic magic you have uh, graphic magic gm and then you have the command that you want in my case i want to identify so that identifies it's a jpeg image and then it gives the dimensions of it so uh, four two seven in my case here it's two four seven seven x two six zero zero plus zero zero and then direct class it's blah 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 so that information that two four seven seven x two six zero is actually what i want to crop all the images so you can you do that using gm mogrify space dash crop space just paste that number in and then space asterisk.jpg boom all your images get cropped to that size so now all your images are now the right size with that piece of the flatbed scanner gone so rather than losing any i have all the information I have. did i mention that i took a backup of all the original images before if you didn't that's an important step take a backup also if i haven't mentioned in the netherlands it is legal to copy uh, books for your own personal uh, what i'm doing it may very well be illegal in your jury but it is perfectly legal so um so now i've cropped all the images so the only uh the only problem now is that the first page is around the second page vice versa so i've written a very small program that will make use of gm again gmography dash rotate space 180 and then the image name so what i want to do here is uh i set skip to one it's a variable and then for image in asterisk jpeg do if skip is equal to one then skipping image sets skip or skip equals zero then when it loops else rotating image gm space mogrify space dash rotate 180 image and then set skip equals to one so when you loop through that you're skipping this image rotating this skipping this image rotating now depending on your flatbed scanner or the way you choose to scan you the first page may be uh all the images will now be the same orientation. They may all be upside down or they may be all the right. If they're all upside down, you just go GM Mogrify dash rotate 180 asterisks and they'll all. What you will notice though is if you, there might be a few pages at the end that are the right and wrong way. Now, one thing I forgot to mention is that after you've done the scan, um, the first thing that you should do, so you do your scan the first thing that you should do is quickly check to see if you've got all the pace one right way around upside down right way around if the two the right way around you've missed a page and what i do is i go back and scan it and then find out what the name of the one was before it and then add a millisecond to that one and then use that as the file name to save so make sure that you have all right way wrong way right way wrong way right way wrong uh the whole way through that you haven't missed any pages or that you haven't scanned any pages twice so this is a little bit of a laborious process so once you've done done that zip them all up and save them once you've done that identify uh, crop one of the images information 
crop all of the images, then run this rotate every bash command. And if you need to, you can mod GM rotate 180 if you need to. And then the only thing that's left to do is uh, convert all of these into a PDF. Now, I found that um, it got too big. The program complained whether I used image magic or uh, graphics magic. Both of them complained creating a large uh, PDF file. Like So what I ended up doing was looking into each of the individual books and breaking it up per chapter or usually it's section so each of these books usually have about five sections for a section for semester and um then I make subdirectories. I make a directory of the name of the book, put all the images into that. I make subdirectories in there called chapter one, two, four, five, or whatever. And then I put physically copy and put the images in there. And then I run a simple script for I in do convert dollar i forward slash asterisk.jpg into dollar i PDF. So what they're all of, I'll put a copy of all of these things into the show notes. And what you do there is for every subdirectory that there is, it will run the convert and create a, a file name, a PDF with this subdirectory. So chapter one.pdf, chapter two.pdf. And that's pretty much it. So for the most part, this is an easy enough thing to do. And um, it takes me about two, an hour and a half per book. Except for this one, because this one, this uh, takes me about an hour and a half for, per book. And I just sit there, usually watch a few big Clive videos or um, YouTube videos and uh, just sit beside the scanner, press enter on my uh, keyboard, flip the book, press enter. And uh, you get kudos that you're doing something for your kids while at the same time enjoying uh, electronic videos. Anyway. That's it. Uh, hopefully uh, Murphy has not been, has not messed this one up too much for me, so I will uh, go and post it. And tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of Hacker Radio! You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.